0: Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and long. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer 1250 AM. The Fan along with our guy Ryan Horvath. Uh, he, of course, does Bet MGM Tonight with Nick Gashu and Trista Crick. And, of course, uh, with the NCAA tournament action going on, there's not a better show to find right now, whether it's uh, uh, streaming them uh, live when they're doing their show, checking out their podcasts, or if you are in a market uh, that carries uh, the show itself live uh, at night, uh, you can listen to them live on your radio station wherever uh, BetQL airs. Uh, all right, Ryan Horvath. So let's uh, talk about uh, a lot of different things today. Mock draft Wednesday. So we'll get to a mock draft. I want to go over the athletic. Uh, they did, uh, their writers did a mock draft over there. Uh, the Vikings pick was entertaining. Uh, so we'll go over kind of what their mock draft looks like, including the Packers pick. Also want to talk about a piece by Rob Domofsky, uh, with some quotes in there from Charlie Weiss uh, and the like uh, about how do you know when Jordan Love is ready or not? Uh, but we're going to start off talking uh, about something that Mike Florio at a pro football talk brought, brought up. Uh, and I, I I wanted just to address it, if nothing else, because, for so long, Mike Florio has been deemed a Packer hater, um, a Rodgers hater, um, and this has been going on for years. This isn't something that just popped up. Florio's based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, so, again, immediately Packer fans go there. I don't know if I have necessarily have been on that bandwagon all the way that that's what he is to be honest, does it feel that way? It feels that way. He's a Viking fan. He admits that. You can't, you, so he hates the Packers. We hate him. Okay, go on. Sorry. I didn't Correct. Mean that, but yes. Yeah, so, so, so either way. So he puts out a piece on uh, pro football talk talking about pretty much uh, how the Jets should pretty much uh, tell the Packers to buzz off. That this is their deal. And if you don't like it too bad, so sad. We're not moving. Uh, and that the Jets don't really need Aaron Rodgers for OTAs. And they really don't need him for the beginning of training camp. You're right. But they do need him for the regular season. Uh, th- this is where I'm at on this mm-hmm. because there's a lot of argument about compensation and so forth um, and whether or not Rogers is going to restructure his deal. And then what would that would look like? And there's a lot of moving pieces going up. So the question is, should the jets or the Packers just simply move on from this deal uh, and say, look, this isn't going to work uh, and we're going to go our own separate ways. The jets can then pursue Lamar Jackson or do whatever they want to do. The Packers can do whatever they'd want to do. I'll start. I would call the Raiders right now. And I wouldn't tell the Jets I'm calling the Raiders. I would just call the Raiders. Just be like, hey, man, look, this is the deal. Deal is Aaron Rodgers wants to play with Devontae Adams. He pretty much brought it up on the Pat McAfee show. So this is not going to be a situation uh, where Rodgers is going to say no to playing with Las Vegas because he would love to go there uh, and play, whatever the case may be. You have Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo in that instance, um, under contract already. You know, is there a way to make some type of three-team deal or something along those lines that would possibly satisfy everybody involved? The Indianapolis Colts are a team that are sitting at four, uh, and there is talk about whether or not they're actually going to sit there and take the last quarterback left. Uh, will they just take the best player on the board? If Jalen Carter is sitting there at four, would they just take Jalen Carter uh, and wait on the quarterback till later and play the year out with Gardner Minshew and Uh, Nick Foles or whatever the case may be. Would they be interested in a three-year deal with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, in in that part of deal? I just don't know necessarily at this point, if I'm the Packers, whether or not it's worth getting it shoved down your throat on a deal that you don't think is fair. I saw another piece earlier today uh, from Bill Huber of SI. uh, And in there, he's got uh, an executive uh, unnamed, of course, uh, talking about what he thinks is a fair deal uh, for the Packers. He suggested that the Packers give up a second round, or the Packers would get a second round pick this year from the Jets, a third round pick this year from the Jets, and a conditional pick in 2024 that could go all the way up to being a first round pick in 24 if, say, they were to go win the Super Bowl or whatever the case may be, or it could be a two or a three or a four or whatever, based on the conditions you put on it. And the argument is is that the second and third round pick of the Jets would equal the value of where the Jets are currently picking in the first round. I hate that logic. I've never liked that logic. If that's the case, why doesn't everybody just trade their first round picks to get two players for one uh, if it's just that simple based on some trade chart or whatever the hell that they're using nowadays in order to make this work, going back to the Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson days, the, the uh, famous Dallas Cowboys head coach. If that's what it's going to be, then I guess it is what it is. But I feel like the Jets side is frustrated, uh, kind of on where this thing is at. I think Aaron is definitely frustrated, and I think that the Packers are frustrated. But as Ken Ingalls has pointed out, it's against – and I didn't know this until today. He says it is against rules of the CBA that they cannot – stop Aaron Rodgers from coming to OTAs and participating. They cannot stop Aaron Rodgers from participating in training camp. I had said before that I just tell him to go home to hell with it. Just go home. We're playing with Jordan love. You don't even have to be here. Let's just call it a day. So apparently they can't do that. According to the CBA, unless Rodgers were to say, agree to that deal and say, fine, I'll just stay home. Pay me my $59 million this year uh, and I'll stay home. So I'll ask you Should the jets or Packers move on from an Aaron Rodgers deal. Obviously it would be more complicated, But I think once one says, you know what, we're just not going to do this anymore. We're going to go find somebody else to deal with, and we're going to move on. I think that might get the deal done quicker than sitting here and looking at each other uh, and not getting any type of movement out of this, it sounds like.
1: I mean, well, selfishly, I want him to go to the Jets because I have all these Jets Super Bowl tickets and AFC future tickets, and I don't want to go with Zach. I crush you. (laughs) a rookie quarterback or any of these guys that you're talking about. San
0: Francisco so, is even more
1: logical because they don't have a quarterback. right? Selfishly, like if Rodgers has to go, which he has to go, he's gone. He's already gone. Jordan loves already working out with his teammates. We'll talk about that. But like, I think actually, yeah, like both teams though, take my selfish needs out of this. Both teams probably should move on because the Jets have a young roster that I really like. I mean, I like them with Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong. But if if, if they don't want to give up, I thought that they were ready to give up whatever they had to give up to get Aaron Rodgers, right? And now it's, well, he's 39 years old. I don't want to hear that nonsense. Again, he's won two of the last three MVP awards. He played this year hurt with a bunch of rookies. Let's be honest. We saw it week one when Christian Watson had that drop. Like, he was checked out right after that. He was F this. And you even saw LaFleur, like, trying to calm him down week one against Minnesota, man. So this is a motivated Rodgers. I'd sell him on that. Last time he was pissed off with the chip on his shoulder, he won an MVP. They won 13 games. It's not his fault, you know, that he got sacked five times against the Buccaneers and was running for his life. And Kevin King couldn't defend freaking Scotty Miller in the back of the end zone or stop holding people in the biggest spots. So I'd sell him on that. He's still Aaron Rodgers, man. But like, we're, this isn't a, we're not giving him up for Boone's Farm. Like, this isn't a, a dollar store discount thing. Give up. Everything we want for Aaron Rodgers or no Aaron Rodgers. And here's what I would do, because I don't know. Everybody's like, well, the Jets can move on to Lamar. The Jets willing to pay Lamar, whatever Lamar wants. Okay, how do we know Baltimore's not going to match? I've already said that, dude. All these teams, I almost lost my mind three podcasts ago because, like, I love Aaron Rodgers. But, yes, I would want Lamar Jackson at his age, a guy that won an MVP a couple seasons ago when he was healthy. And he has no weapons in Baltimore, man. I want to see Lamar get to go elsewhere. But here's what I would do. Okay, so maybe there's not a team in the AFC. Maybe the Colts have learned their lesson on these old-ass quarterbacks and they finally want to go young and start a rebuild on the fly because they have a pretty good defense. And Jonathan Taylor, if he goes back to being Jonathan Taylor, should have a good year. Call around the AFC, man. Or I'm sorry, the NFC, because Rodgers is only going to be around another year or two anyway. You're probably not winning a Super Bowl. Who cares? Who cares? See what San Francisco wants to give up. See what the Lions want to give up. That's a team that's ready to win right now. I don't care, because here's the thing: I think Rogers could still win a Super Bowl, which is why I have a bunch of money invested in the New York fricking Jets. None of you guys, not you, Sparky, none of these guys on Twitter. I see Winkler and all of his followers, Pete Bukowski and all his followers, crapping all over Rogers. He's washed. So trade him within the division if he's so washed. Face him twice a year. Let him go play with that Lions team. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's so washed and if Green Bay's so ready to move See, that's, that's on, he's so my thing. out, then trade him to the NFC. Who cares? Jordan loves the real deal, right? That's why we moved up. They moved up in the first round to draft him. You have your guy. Rodgers is washed up. Let him go to the NFC. You're telling me none of those teams that are, like, ready to win right now. San Francisco is a quarterback away from yep. – Dude, they have a Super Bowl, Sparky, if they have a quarterback. They were playing Christian McCaffrey at quarterback at the end of the game. We were hearing about how Kyle Juscheck, the the fullback, they're one of, like, three teams in the league that carry a fullback. He almost had to get snaps in that game. So, best offer. Rodgers is open to everybody. Best offer. He's Aaron Rodgers. And at the end of the day, if you're not going to get anything in return for him – then I guess you have to sell them off for these second and third round picks. But I'm not buying it. I don't think – here's the thing about the Raiders. You brought up the Raiders. I don't think they want him, man. And I think McDaniels, Jimmy G's his guy. They're excited to work together. I don't think he would do that to Jimmy G. I don't think they want Rodgers other than Devontae. And let's be honest, Devontae's saying he wants Rodgers. If he really wanted to continue to play with Rodgers, man, he had a year where, granted, it was on a franchise tag. He could have went back and played with his boy Rodgers, and then they could have went wherever the hell they wanted together. Or he could have stayed in Green Bay with Rodgers another year. Like, we've heard this, man. Who was it that said it? Uh, uh, Jimmy, Gar- or Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, uh, uh, David Carr said this. He's like, Derek and Devontae, when he went there, are close off the field. Rodgers and Devontae have a good relationship on the field. Probably there's not a better relationship in all of football. They're not hanging out off the field. Rodgers is with Cobb and, you know, Bakhtiari. Devontae's doing his own thing, he's got a family.
0: He's a little bit more normal, to be honest. Uh, I mean, regardless well, of Zach all of that. But, house, why would he ever leave? But go back to the Jets thing for a second. Like you said. So, if the argument to Kunst is, hey, man, dude, he wasn't all well that good last year. I'm not giving you a one. You're not coming off of an MVP year. My 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 counter to that is, then why do, why you, do you, want you want him? him? Yes, so thank do you. you. That's what I keep but, saying. Why, if, if he's not that good, then why are we talking about this? Then why are you? I don't understand. Like. Why do you want 12 if you don't think he's that good? If you don't think he's that good, why don't you just play Zach Wilson at quarterback and call it today? Zach Wilson is younger. Zach Wilson is under contract longer. Why don't you just develop the kid that you have in-house and move forward? You got Nathaniel Hackett that Roger says is so great. Then let him develop Zach Wilson and show everybody how great Nathaniel Hackett truly is. If you as a New York Jets don't think he's that good – and your writers don't think he's worth a first round pick and your fan base doesn't think he's worth a first round pick. That's cool. Then don't give up a first round pick. You guys can go out with Zach Wilson. Good luck to you. See, and that's what I'm the exact opposite of Florio. Florio saying the Jets should do it. I'm saying the Packers should do it. Like again, they've got a quarterback. It is what it is. Like we'll move on. It, the life is fine. I we'll, we'll just go and we'll see what happens. And he doesn't have to come if he doesn't want to come. Now, again, me personally, I'd rather have Rodgers at quarterback than Jordan Love this year. Me personally. too. But if they're dead set against it, and I thought of you yesterday. Oh, Ryan Horvat, You who said, somebody please shut Mark Murphy the hell up. Mark Murphy at a tech conference? Did you see this? No, I somehow. Oh, oh he's talking
1: in the basketball tournament. What happened? What did that idiot do?
0: <laughs> no, this is great. So, he's at this tech conference talking to all these people again and somebody's rolling on Murphy talking. Of course, at this point, he should know this. Ryan's <laughs> shaking his head. So Murphy says this. Murphy's like, hey, man, I know you guys all really want to know about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and what all is going on, but I've been sworn to secrecy, so I can't tell you all. That's what he said.
1: Goody probably ripped him a new one. I'm sorry.
0: smiling and laughing the whole time oh. thinking this is just kid. Do you know what it is? It's like a dude that had the weight of the world on his shoulders and is now free of it. Like just carefree, happy. Thank God. This is almost over. I don't got to yeah. deal with this dude anymore. Let's just move on. That's kind of how he's like, Woo-hoo, whatever. Like- okay. I won't talk about it. It's all a big joke. Like, He's totally like at peace with it and no
1: problem whatsoever. Here's the thing about Murphy. Nice enough guy, right? I have beef with him because one time for the station, I went and covered it was like the Packers tour and it was like current players and some legends. And everybody told me they're like, all right, you can go cover this thing. Just grab audio. This is when I first started at the station, yeah. but don't ask any like, hard, they, but you know, knowing me, they're like, don't start asking any hard hitting questions. And I started asking Murphy uh, why they weren't spending money that off season, and he did not want to talk about the off season. He wanted to talk about the boys and girls club. So I was like, "Who is this guy?" But no, no, no. He's a smart businessman. Like, look at everything going on at Lambeau, man. I mean, that's that's how you spend money in free agency. That's how you have nice things,
0: right? He could do all that. All right. Did you did you see the piece or the viral video going around? Some creeper person or whatever is rolling video behind this like brunette walking down the street of new york and i don't know what she looks like but you're she's from the behind right and right behind like her long brown hair or whatever and they're shooting video of all these different people looking at this girl as they're walking down the street right good or bad looks kind of looking at this girl walking through and as you watch it mark murphy i swear to god it's murphy on the street well, of new york Walks past her in the shot. I think it was Murphy. It looked like Murphy. A packer had on the whole DLS. What was he doing in New York? Was he hanging out with the commish or whatever the case may be? Uh, so he was there as well. But going back to what you were what you, what you were saying, that look, man, great business dude, played football in the NFL, right? Not a dummy necessarily, like you like to say, one way or the other. But yeah. he's got to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> well, they're talking about importing trades at this point. The yeah. other idea I had about this, Ryan, is what if he just said to hell with this? Goody, you're done. You're done with the negotiations. I got this. Just calls up Woody Johnson and says, dude, you and I are going to do this ourselves. Forget Joe Douglas. Forget Goody Kunst. You're the owner. I'm essentially running it. I want to get this done. Because the only way I think they get a one is if Woody Johnson becomes Jet fan Woody Johnson. And says, "To hell with it! We'll give them whatever the hell they want. I want Aaron Rodgers. I'm sick of this. I want this done. Just get it done." Then, if that happens, then they get that one. But if they don't get emotional, Woody Johnson, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to get the one. What, what, what is even the offer? I'm. This has been going on for
1: way too long. That it's. Chapter a Chapter claims moment.
0: that they are looking for a Matthew Stafford. Oh, no, no, I know deal. what Jim Bay wants. What are the Jets willing to even give up here? Like don't no, no. know. All we hear are these executives it? saying they wouldn't give up a one. That's all we hear.
1: Because, like, like, how did we get here? The Jets are like the guy that, like, invites you out to dinner, and he's buying drinks and shots, and he's ordering the lobster, and then at the end of the night, like, you, you figured he had the bill, and not only does he not want to split it, like, he doesn't have his share of the money, and he's got the most exp- – like, yep. that's what the Jets are doing here. You know, and I this, this is the Packers' was fault.
0: Deal. This is the Packers' fault for allowing Rodgers to communicate with the Jets without having trade compensation and a new contract worked out. They, they never should have got to the point of allowing them to meet Rodgers until this deal was pretty much done. The last step should have been Rodgers saying, I'm good, send the paperwork. That should have been the last step. It should not have been the first step in the process of see if you like him and then we'll work on it from there. Okay, I like him. Cool. Well, maybe in six months we might get a deal worked out. That that's that's the issue that I have. All right, topic number two. How do you know that Jordan Love is ready? And it's interesting in this one because when we start talking about how do you know if Jordan Love is ready, most of us have not seen Jordan Love play outside of what we've seen on TV. That that's all we've seen. Then you've got guys uh, and women that cover the NFL that think they know whether or not Jordan love is ready based on that small sample size. Rob Domofsky on ESPN uh, did a great piece here talking with uh, a couple of different guys, former coordinators and head coaches and Todd Haley uh, and Charlie Weiss, both of them analysts for Sirius XM NFL radio. Todd Haley said, quote only uh, if you're there every day watching a kid, does it become clear to you that somebody is making the jump to being a real player. We're not in there, so we don't see what he does with his time, how he prepares, what his notes are like, how he practices, and how he works out. Or as fellow former coach Charlie Weiss said, the only guys that really know how uh, know are the guys there. For all those analysts that try to act like they know, they're all full of bleep. Why would they be okay with Aaron leaving if they didn't have some confidence in who they have behind them? I think the Packers are high on Jordan Love, higher than I would be, but I don't know. Then Haley goes on to talk about Tony Romo. He was in Dallas and he was trying to figure out how to convince Parcells to let Romo get in there and get some playing time. Because at that point, he was like third string. Vinny Testaverde was starting the whole deal. And as the story goes, midway through the season, because he was on the scout team, he played the role of Brett Favre to prepare the Cowboys defense to face the Packers. Haley recalled, quote, that was the moment that sticks out to me. Brett Favre was his idol, so he's all fired up to go out there and practice, and he just destroyed our defense the entire week. Uh, End quote, uh, says Todd Haley. For me, when you think about this, they moved on from Favre when McCarthy pretty much told Ted, he's good enough, let's go. Like, we don't have to do this anymore. And Mm -hmm. I would assume – at some point during or after the season, Gudekunst had the same conversation with Matt Lafleur: Is he ready or isn't he? I need to know. Can he go or not? And then you have to have that conversation and trust that your head coach is going to give you the legit right answer. And if Lafleur said, yeah, he's ready, but let's talk with Tom. Then Clemens comes into the room. Is he ready to go? He's ready. Okay, we're done. And they go. That's how I think this happened. I could be wrong. I don't have any inside information, but that would be the most logical step. So as a Packer fan, right, I think we're at the point of trusting the Packers coaching staff in being right, that this dude is ready to go.
1: I got to be honest. So I don't know if Jordan loves ready. And I don't know that Brian Gudekins knows that Jordan loves ready. I don't know that Matt LaFleur knows that he's ready. I think what it comes down to is Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. He's coming off his worst season and you either evaluate Jordan Love or or let him play, or you have to probably move on from Jordan Love, they liked him enough to draft him. They see him every day of practice. He's shown improvement every, like this preseason, he showed improvement. You know, he showed that he could run the offense, and then when he got in there, limited sample size, that second half against Philadelphia, you know, he, he made the throws, man. And, like, he got the ball to the playmakers. The throw that he makes to Christian Watson isn't the most ridiculous. It's not an Aaron Rodgers-type throw. Look at the yak. Christian Watson takes that to the house, but right. he makes the right decision and he takes what's given to him rather than playing hero ball, throwing the ball into double coverage. So I think what the Packers are thinking right now, right, is, you know what? Let's see if Jordan Love's any good this year. while well, we can. You know, and, and he's cheap. Let's move on from Aaron because he's coming off his worst season and it doesn't look like he's motivated to be here anymore. Like, yeah, he's got his buddies, Randall Cobb and David Bakhtiari in the locker room, but he's not taking time with these young rookie receivers. He's cursing them out. He probably destroyed Romeo Dobbs' confidence the second half of the season before he got hurt. And, like, let's be honest, this defense isn't what we thought it was. Like, last year when we moved on from Devontae Adams, we thought we had this top 10 defense where Sean Gary gets hurt. Guys regressed. Uh, Russell Douglas, you know, he had an all right year, but Devondre Campbell wasn't the player that he was. Way too many injuries, like usual, with the Packers on the defensive side of the ball. Dead last against the run, DVOA. Roster's not good enough. They don't think to win a Super Bowl. We might as well move on right now, evaluate Jordan Love. If he's not the guy, he's cheap. We cut ties. Brian's probably thinking I at least get to draft another guy. Like, how are they going to let me go? Oh, we've won Correct. 13 games, you know. Yeah, good or good well, so safe. A lot of guys get tied to their their quarterback, though. Like, Goo, if this is a failure, should lose his job, but he won't because Aaron probably saved his job and Matt saved his job. We're going to find out if LaFleur's any good. I'm not sold that LaFleur's any good. I'm not sold that Jordan Love's not any good. And that's not me being a hater, man. It's just like there's a lot of people that I think of like just they don't like Rodgers anymore. They're ready for him to move on. They don't like his attitude. I get that let's not take away like 16 years that agreed some really bad teams, the 10, 11 wins, you yep. know? And I think people are taking that for granted, man. Like look at Chicago, look at Detroit, look at these, look at the NFC South other than Tampa Bay. Like these teams are dumpster fires because they don't have quarterbacks. You need a quarterback. That's really quickly. I want to go on a sidebar here. Why I find it so ridiculous that the Ravens, okay, I get you're not going to give them to Sean Watson money. You need to explain to him and his mother, his agent that like, Hey, that's not a real deal. Okay, but we'll give you whatever you want, man, because Joe Burrow and these guys are going to get whatever they want. I feel like this is a big conspiracy against Lamar, right?
0: No, 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 no. I don't think it's a conspiracy against Lamar. I think it's a conspiracy against future quarterbacks in the National Football League saying we are not getting into the business in the National Football League of doing deals like Cleveland did with Deshaun Watson. That's going to stop right now. That's what I think this is about. I don't think it's about Lamar. I think going forward, you're not going to see fully guaranteed quarterback deals. I don't care if it's Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, pick. They're not going – I'm telling you, you're giving me that look – I don't think they're going fully guaranteed because they don't want to be in the business of giving fully guaranteed contracts to anybody. That was a whole big thing that separates hey. the National Football League from the MLB, NBA, and so forth. They should be giving fully guaranteed contracts because this dude's career and life could be completely different after one hit of any of the sports. And if should have fully guaranteed contracts, it should be the National Football League. The other two, you are not in that much danger like you are in the National Football League. should be the exact opposite. Either These way... Guys- Yeah. Sorry. No, they should
1: be asking for the Mahomes deal. The Mahomes like, Hey, you get the years. We're going to take care of you. I mean, the chiefs are going to be taking Mahomes like owns Kansas city, man. He like has ownership of the soccer team, the Royals, but that's what you got to do for somebody like Lamar. I promise you that if Joe Burrow asked for what Lamar's asking for and said, I'll hold out. He would not play for a franchise tag. He would get the money right away. Same thing with Justin Herbert. I think Lamar is treated. Brown family is awfully
0: cheap in Cincinnati.
1: I think a lot of this has to do too with Lamar not having an agent. Like I was all for that. Is a guy that's anti-agent, like, you know, him going into business for himself, betting on himself. This isn't working out for him. He's
0: got some well. random dude that doesn't have any type of credentials, randomly just calling teams, trying to talk to general managers uh, about Lamar Jackson. That's what's happening right now. And the Players Association is like, you can't do that. No, you have to have a credited agent if you're going to have these negotiations with the general. You, Lamar, can have it because you're the player, but you can't have, like, your friend just randomly calling NFL teams. That'd be like you calling up people for Lamar. Hey, man, Ryan Horvath, man, you probably heard me on the radio Bet MGM tonight. I'm representing Lamar for the time being because I know how this whole thing works. Let's talk about what we're going to get Lamar. Nope. Sorry. Like the GM literally just has, has to hang up the phone and be like, can't talk to you. Like it's against league rules. You can't do it. But Call that's what he's Guttekin. at right now. Cause he doesn't want to be the guy doing it.
1: Call Brian Gutekind side and trade Aaron Rodgers for Lamar Jackson. Sorry, Jordan. I do that too. Sure. I don't know. And that, and that answers my question. I don't know that he's ready to play, but I do know Lamar is boom.
0: Yeah, I would do that deal. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. Topic number three. Let's go over the athletic writers, mock draft. Uh that they have on. Now, this is the second one. we will do one more before the actual draft. They did one last month. Now, here's another one. So, this is the beat writer for each team that the athletic has. By the way, still no beat writer for the Brewers, the best of my knowledge. Uh, you, should get that, you should throw in your resume. Oh, yeah. How would you like I'm to sorry. go and
1: cover 162 Brewer games this season when they're getting pounded by the Cubs? No, not a chance. It's not happening.
0: Get out of here, Cubs. I'll bet okay. you right
1: now. I'll show bet, show bet. When I'm in town. Fish fried dinner, whatever you want. Wendy's, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, I say that the Cubs finish with more wins than the Brewers.
0: No, well, I think mean, I'll do the bet, but it's not happening. I mean, the exactly. only way that happens is if Corbin Burns gets traded with the Cubs quickly. You it, am now, I, did I tweet to you? What? What do you think about
1: that deal? Nick Madrigal and a couple oh, prospects. We'll I will ignored Kobe you. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll, tell you I want, I'll tell you what I do want. I'm fine trading the division. I want Jordan Walker from the Cardinals is what I want. And I'd do it right now. I'd do it right now. The Cardinals would trade, trade him for Jordan, Corbin Burns in a heartbeat. Oh, He's for kind... Corbin Burns? No, yes. no, no, no. Do not contribute to that. They already
1: got Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Aronato for well, nothing. We're not, the Brewers not aren't getting...
0: going – The Brewers are not going to probably do much once Corbin Burns is gone. You have two years left on the deal. And according to John Heyman, Corbin Burns has now signed with Scott Boris, which means the Brewers are officially done with any chance of signing Corbin Burns going forward. They traded Hayter with a year and a half left on his deal. And now here sits Corbin Burns with two left on his deal. He's not going to be a Brewer in two years. There's no chance. Maybe he'll be a Brewer after this season and they trade him in the offseason. Or maybe they trade him at the deadline. i trade him now. I think you get more from him now than you do at the deadline. All right, now we got sidetracked. Back to the, back to the uh, mock draft. Well, that's actually good. Thank you. You
1: just did my homework for me. I have Heyman on the show tonight. I'll ask him about that. Oh,
0: Go yes, on. please do. Tell him I said hi. I miss talking to you. Uh, okay, uh, so let's talk here. CJ Stroud to the Panthers, one. This is interesting. Saw so a report yesterday that apparently there are several people in the Panthers front office that want uh, not him. But instead, they want Anthony Richardson from Florida. And then there's another faction, I'm assuming the coaching staff, that wants Stroud. And as we record today, Wednesday, I believe they have 11 representatives from Carolina at the Ohio State uh, Pro Day. So we'll see who wins out in this deal. So Stroud, one to the Panthers. Bryce Young to the Texans, too. I think that's pretty much a lock. Will Anderson, three to the Cardinals. I can't imagine the Cardinals stay there. I I don't see how they stay and make that pick. I think they trade out of there to somebody that wants a quarterback. The Colts at four, Anthony Richardson, which goes right in line with Jalen Hurts and the type of player he is. That's why everybody thinks that's that makes sense for the new head coach in Philadelphia, who's the old offensive coordinator, or the head coach in Indianapolis. Jalen Carter, five to the Seahawks. I don't know, man. Like I was listening to NFL Serious Radio and they were talking about this whole Jalen Carter thing and talking about how like you're gonna have to have boots on ground to make sure you kind of have an eye on him and make sure that he's in the right space and so forth. I'm out he arguing. may, he may really, he may really fall. I, I don't know. But Josh Snyder's the guy that would be like, I don't care. I don't care about his background. I'll take him. Who cares? He's got a talented dude. I'll figure it out once he gets here. So Even I wouldn't, I wouldn't put to a pass. Backers, I, I can't have him and clay on the same team. And, Jav- and Devontae Wyatt. You got all of them together, the Georgia crew, rolling like they were in Georgia all together here in Green Bay. Yeah. There's no- right. What are they going to do in Green Bay, Ryan? What are they going to do? They're- they're nothing. Fight coaches, fight trainers. I mean, like th- th- no. that's the problem. There's nothing to I do. I so he to take
1: all his energy out on the guy trying to help the injured player
0: on the worst week to possibly no. do that. I'm all about Jalen Carter. I'm all about moving up into the top 10 possibly to go get Jalen Carter if need be. Okay, so let's move on. Let's scroll down to where the Packers pick here uh, at pick uh, 15. They have, and this would be Schneiman, I'm assuming, making this pick. Yes, Matt Schneiman has him taking tight end Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Tight end out of Utah. I'm good with that pick. I like that pick. Your thoughts, Ryan Horvath?
1: I like him too. And I like Michael Mayer. I think that they're the two best tight ends, 1A and 1B. I'd be fine with either. But the more I think about this, man, you could probably get a pretty good tight end in the second and third round. A lot of people say that. Drafted Josiah DeGuara in the third round. Some people are still high on him. Do you really want to waste? I hate to say waste because he's a hell of a player, but do you really want to go? I mean, and it's a young quarterback. We know young quarterbacks need talented tight ends, he could be a red zone threat.
0: Would you rather go Jackson Smith and Jingba out of Ohio State? He's ran a four five forty as expected. He fits all that. Packer profiles. Would you rather take him, the wide receiver out of Ohio State? I kind of want to rebuild with a run game
1: since Aaron Jones is coming back and AJ Dillon's still there, and uh, you got a pretty good offensive line. You know, go with a balanced offense. I kind of want to rebuild the defense. I want pass rushers. I've decided. I think that's how this team wins double digit games, and maybe even the NFC North this year is run the ball and with defense, like look at the model of like a San Francisco and Jordan love doesn't need to be a game manager. I think the weapons, man, I don't know that you need Jackson. You do don't get me wrong. And you need need another guy, but I like Watson and Dobbs. We don't know what Torrey is. And I would rather have a veteran, like a veteran with Jordan love than just another young guy. I don't know. I think I've kind of sold myself now on this rebuild and uh, getting a bunch of pass rushers that we could rotate in and out like the Eagles always do when they win Super Bowls. You know, that's secondary. And I know that Goots unfortunately wasted so many picks on the defensive side of the ball, Sparky, but none of these guys are any good. I actually like the offense against the Eagles. They hung 30-plus points. You do that against all these teams in the NFC, that's fine. The problem is they can't stop anybody. That's what I continue to say. It's not that I'm down on Jordan Love. I'm just really down on Joe Barry in this defense. So I'd be fine with that pick. I'd be cool with Kincaid. And every young quarterback needs a tight end, but I've kind of sold myself on pass rushers, I think, in this draft.
0: The guy that it was just in Green Bay yesterday or over the weekend in the last couple of days, Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia. I do not want Darnell Washington at 15. No. No, If they take Cam over Kincaid and Mayer, I am not going to be very pleased because, as we've talked about, he's Mercedes Lewis, pretty much. I mean, he's a more athletic version of Mercedes Lewis, maybe, but that's kind of who he is is that guy. They take him at 15. I'm not going to be pleased. Now, if they go from 15 back to like 22, 23 and take him. Okay, fine. You know, if those other two guys are off the board, but I, me personally cannot justify taking that dude over Kincaid and Mare. He may fall to the second round and that's what they're thinking. They may be looking at guys,
1: not Kincaid and Mare. Like I'm talking about, this is, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because let's look at it like this. Like you're bringing up like Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Teams are going to overreact when these quarterbacks start coming off the board. They're going to be drafted. All these skill position players are going to be drafted. I know B. John Robinson's a running back. He's going to be drafted pretty early, especially when you consider the fact, like, look at Dallas, man. Tony Pollard is coming off of a broken leg. You release Zeke. I know that they brought in Ronald Jones, but it's Ronald Jones. They may trade up for Bijan if they have to. Philadelphia, the same thing. Miles Sanders is gone. Nick Sirianni, like he was just visiting Philly. Robinson was. All these guys on the offensive side of the ball may just fly off the board. So you may be able to get a Washington later. That's why I'm kind of selling myself on defense right now so I'm not let down when one of these top guys like a Kincaid or Smith Njigba aren't around. I I kind of... You know who else I want? Sorry. I want... I know that this team... I know you have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. I don't care. It's probably Aaron Jones last season. I want Jameer Gibbs. He might even end up being one of your better receivers. He's definitely a second-round guy. he, He... Man, he he was Alabama's best wide receiver last year. He just so happened to also be their best running back. I uh, I love him. It'd be like when people mocked the pick of ETN to the Jags, and then this year you see why they took him, even right. though that was a liar doing it. Sorry, go on.
0: All right, let's move on to the mock draft. Mock draft Wednesday. It is my turn to do the mock draft Wednesday. We do it live. Let's see how this goes. I'm going to do this trade. It's not realistic. But we're just going to do it anyhow because I don't want to sit here and guess at what picks they're going to get in 2024 and 2025. So we're just going to deal with the here and now since we're talking about this year's draft. So we're going to go 43 in the second round from the Jets and Jermaine Johnson, the second, the edge, for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, does that make sense? Now, more than likely, they'll get a conditional pick or something else with this if it goes this way. But just to get the 43rd pick in uh, in this deal... Uh, we'll make this trade. Okay, so we'll start the draft. Here we go. Uh, and away we go. So here we come Wait. to the Packers pick uh, best on the board Quinton Johnson, Kalajaya uh, mm-hmm. Cancy, Joey Porter, Dalton Kincaid, Deontay Banks, the cornerback from Maryland, Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy, still there. Uh, Broderick Jones, the tackle from Georgia, is still there. Robinson, Mayer, Will McDonald, the edge from Iowa State, still there. Dewan Jones, still there the tackle from Ohio State I saw a mock uh with Daniel Jeremiah he had them uh, taking at their pick Dewan Jones the tackle from Ohio State uh there at 15 so we'll see how this goes all right so what do you like there uh with Quinton Johnson a wide receiver Joy Porter Jr a big uh, bigger style cornerback From Penn State, Dalton Kincaid that we just talked about, Nolan Smith, the edge from Georgia, Miles Murphy, the edge from Clemson. Anybody stick out to you, Horvat?
1: If I was the general manager, I would take uh, Joey Porter.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I would lean toward Joey Porter too.
1: I mean, and then you have Jair, you have Eric Stokes, and you have Porter, Porter, and Rasul Douglas. I mean, Rasul
0: Douglas then can move to safety if you think he can play safety.
1: I mean, I don't love any of the safeties in this draft. They're all very slow. I mean, I'm not saying they're not going to be any good. I just don't really love one right. enough to take in the first round. Yeah. And I know that, you know, people would get pissed because they always draft DBs. But we don't know if any of these guys are any good. And Stokes was having a rough year, too, before that injury. Great rookie year with Jair being injured. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I think I would do it. I, I think I would. Again, I'm rebuilding this defense.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so uh, let's, uh, let's see here what we can do. And we'll take Joey Porter Jr. Select. Now this thing is going to fly through now to the second round where you're going to have picks 43 and 45. Again, using the pro football focus simulator. Now in this instance, now again, the odds of Dewan Jones, a tackle from Ohio State, still sitting there in the yeah. second round of their pick at 43, I think uh, it's probably not going to happen. But if this scenario were to happen, I think you have to take him. You have I to take Dewan Jones at 43. So we'll take him. Now there's gonna be one pick. Packers back on the board at 45. Now, let's have this conversation. The Green Bay Packers, with this scenario, have Jordan Love at quarterback. They do not have a backup quarterback. Tanner McKee, the quarterback from Stanford, sitting there, best quarterback on the board as of now. Okay? I like Jameer him a lot. Jameer Gibbs, halfback from Alabama, is there. Woo! Sam Laporta, the tight end from Iowa. Uh, is there as well. Antonio Johnson, the safety from Texas A&M, is there. Luke Musgrave, tight end from Oregon State, is there. The Edge, whose name I can't pronounce from Northwestern, uh, is there as well. Um, and then uh, the Edge from Kansas State, uh, Uzoma, uh, is there as well. Uzoma is there as well.
1: Oh, Lots man. to pick
0: from Ryan Horvath.
1: Well, I'm gonna, I, you know what, man? I really like Tanner McKee. We had Mike Renner on the show, and he thinks that he could be an NFL starter. I really like him, too. It just didn't play to you know at a great school. Um,
0: I'm Love taking Gibbs. Hasn't, Love hasn't started a full season yet, and you're going to go get a quarterback in the second round. That could create just one a hell of a firestorm if that were to happen. I'm
1: taking Jameer Gibbs, and I'll tell you why. Now Lafleur has a gadget guy that's actually a threat. No, gone are the days of Tyler Frickin' Urban. Oh, big whoop! He's coming. Jet, jet, sweep, jet motion. Here comes big game Tyler Urban. Now you have Jameer Gibbs. I'm going to get weird too, man. I'm going to have Jameer Gibbs on the field with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon now.
0: And odds are Aaron Jones is probably not back after this season. Right, right, exactly. But
1: this year I'm talking as a rookie, maybe able to win the NFC North. You go full run, now we're rebuilding the defense. I'm taking Jameer Gibbs. And you wait on tight end again. Yeah, I'm
0: waiting on tight end again. Waiting on tight end again. I can't it's tight do it. end,
1: man. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Uh, no, I can't do it. I'm going Laporta. I can't do it. I can't do it. I love you, but I can't. I can't go running back again there. I can't do All it. Right. I'm going Laporta.
1: I'll be texting you every day from well, my you're general. You're going to get your mock draft there.
0: again next week, so you'll have your opportunity again. Back here we come. There's Tanner McKee still there at 78. This is what I'm freaking saying. You're, tra- you're Brian Gutekinds. <laughs> you could have waited until the second round to get Jordan Love and taking T. Higgins. Garrett Williams is there. Andre Carter from Army. Kyle Brooks from Bowling Green. Nick Herbig from Wisconsin. He is still there. Jamie Robinson, the safety from Florida State, is still there. What Jordan Battle from Alabama. Oh, Battle's there? Uh, no. hmm
1: Hendon no, Hooker
0: no. is still there.
1: No, yeah, for a reason. He's coming up a torn ACL and he throws to a bunch of wide open guys in the most quarterback friendly offense. Of Did the you country. see
0: Matt Miller uh said that yeah. he gave three guys that he thinks will go earlier than people expect, three guys that go later than people expect. Hooker was one of the three guys that he thought would go earlier. And in fact, I think Daniel Jeremiah had Hooker going in the first round. No. Yes, I'm almost positive. I'll call it up once this is done. All right, it's so Who do you like there in that issue? Garrett Williams, cornerback from Syracuse. Andre Carter, Brooks, Nick Herbig uh, would be another one. Or do we go safety in that situation? What do you like? Oh, I'm taking a safety here. So we're going to go with our standby like we always do, Jordan Battle, or Robinson from Florida State.
1: Oh. I'm going to take Battle.
0: All right. I'm going to. Boom, done. That is the end of our mock draft Wednesday with what we did. And, again, we went more defense than I think most people do doing their mock drafts.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's what this team should do. Again, I think that they should rebuild. I think that they should try to uh, build that defense up, man. That's how you win. And Jordan Love deserves it, just like Aaron Rodgers deserved it. So when we got Joey border Jr. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, when you look back at Rodgers' career, like that's what I'm always going to remember is – you know a guy that had to go out there and 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 score a touchdown on every single drive because he had guys like ladarius gunter and kevin king and you know brad jones and nick perry on the other you know side of the ball clay matthews who was broken down the last four years of his career would never be on the field in the biggest moments a.j hawk let's be honest like was a.j hawk very good well yeah i mean he he was good. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, he had a couple of decent years. He wasn't great. I'm gonna he wasn't Brian or locker.
0: Well, oh, no, I, no, you said was he good? I think he was like, good. He Packers, just wasn't great.
1: Look at this really quick. Like the best defensive players in Packers history are old dudes that were like still awesome that the Packers got at the end of their careers. Reggie White, Charles yeah. Woodson, yeah, Julius Peppers. Yeah. Why the hell don't they ever have any of these guys at 24, 25? Because they're too busy paying Nick Perry, who plays every year with a freaking cast on his hand, and Brad Jones, who's got balls bouncing off his helmet. That came out dirty.
0: So here I am. I want to see if I'm right on this Daniel Jeremiah thing. Uh, He's got a badger center. Joe Chipman going in the first round at 25 to the Giants, by the way. Quinn and Johnson all the way to Buffalo at 27. Falling down. Michael Mayer falls all the way to 29 to the Saints. Uh, In this draft draft, Will uh, McDonald, the Iowa State edge falls all the way to 31 to Kansas City. A lot of people had him going way earlier in the first round back when this whole thing started. Yeah, he's got the Vikings taking Hendon Hooker at 23. Ah, Maybe that is possible, Then They're dumb enough to do that. And that beat writer one, uh, the Vikings pick in the first round. They had him taking Levis. Uh, Vikings moving up and getting Levis. Uh, See, that I could see because Kirk Cousins last year of his deal, nobody thinks they're going to re-sign him or whatever, so you draft your quarterback this year, get him a year behind Cousins and then start him next year and get ready. And then if that happens, you've got Justin Fields young, Jordan Love young, whoever the quarterback is for Minnesota in 2024 young. You're going to have three legitimate young quarterbacks battling it out in that division while the Lions have Jared Goff and are still trying to figure out what their future holds. So, it'd be interesting. Maybe
1: he the Lions is- will have Aaron Rodgers. He's probably one phone call away. Aye, aye,
0: aye. I follow Ryan Horvath on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. You can follow me at Sparky Radio, another edition of Current and Long. Don't forget on YouTube as well. It loads to YouTube a couple of days after it loads uh, up to uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, and Odyssey. Uh, you can download these Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 5 p.m. Central Time. They're there each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. However, this Friday is different. Uh, this Friday, Ryan Horvath is off. Uh, so I'm taping with Jacob Morley, who, if uh, you used to, uh, listen to the Wendy's Big Show back in the day at WSSP, he was our draft guy last year, did the draft show with us last year with Gary Ellerson and myself. Uh, so we'll talk some draft with him coming up on Friday, but we're not taping until 7 o'clock at night. So that yeah. one is going to load later on Friday, loader, later than uh, 5 p.m. Central. Ryan will be all tied up into the NCAA tournament. and
1: Yeah, yeah. buddy, San Diego State going to pull up a big upset this weekend. They beat, Al- they beat Alabama outright.
0: Not happening. Uh, he is Ryan Horvath. I'm Steve Sparky. Pfeiffer Horvath knows far more about this, so don't listen to me. I just like poking at him. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Uh, Toodles.